everyone to the Sister Stories podcast. This podcast is aimed at marveling at God's sovereignty in each of our lives as women and at encouraging one another via our stories. My name is Sophie and today I am joined by Bernadette. Hello. Hi. <laughs> you are there. <laughs> I am here, yes. <laughs> right. Um, so to start off, could you tell us a little bit about who you are? Um, so my name is Bernadette. Um, I uh, am in my early 30s now. I am married to Chris, who is a uh, recent elder um, at Cornerstone Church, and I work in marketing. Great, thank you. Um, so obviously we're going to talk a little bit about your journey with Christ and how that came to be and, and all of that. Uh, but first, can you tell us a little bit about your family background, how you were brought up? Sure. So um, I uh, am a, originate, if you like, from South Africa. I was born in Johannesburg um, and my whole family at one point lived out there, um, either in Zimbabwe or South Africa. Yeah. So I spent the first seven years of my life out there. And um, and then uh, because of my dad's uh, job, he was offered a chance to come and work in London for a year with the company he was with at the time. And so uh, my parents decided to take it and to come out here. So we lived um, in London for a year. Um, my brother and I went to school. And then at the end of that year, um, he was offered a chance to extend and to stay here permanently. Yeah. Um, and so mum and dad weighed up the options, given the state of um, uh, South Africa and, and just uh, future prospects, I think. And they made the decision to leave permanently. And so we ended up here. Wow, great. And we're very grateful to have you, obviously. Um, how did you find the difference between South Africa and, and the UK? <laughs> <laughs> there is loads of differences. I think, um, fortunately, I was at an age where um, I think you're fairly resilient as a child and you, um, you adapt very quickly to new situations. Yeah. So um, it didn't have, it wasn't, sort of a, a massive deal in my head just because you know that's what was happening and <laughs> off we go um I think for my parents it was a lot harder mm -hmm. um I know my mum really really struggled with loneliness um being isolated from her family mm -hmm. um they were so so far away and um so yeah for them it was a it was a lot more intense a lot harder but for us it was just you know okay you're starting a new school every everyone sounds weird um <laughs> <laughs> And do they do things a bit differently here? You know, they call tea lunch and and all sorts of strange oh, yes. things. That confused me <laughs> as well. Um, so you know, there was all of those little little <laughs> things that were different. Um, but you know, we made the most of it as a family. We I think we saw every single uh, tourist exhibit there was to see in London at the time, <laughs> plus. Um, every ruined abbey and castle there was in England. Yeah. So <laughs> they were soaking up the history. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it, it was good. Um, it, was a ch it was challenging, I think, for the family. We got very used to the, uh, it was just us four. Mm, I see, yeah. So and quite a close very, knit. Yes, yeah. very, so very close knit. Um, we had um, relatives um, here too, but, you know, they were a little bit further away. So I grew up with grand without grandparents or without I knew they were there just very far away um but without the concept of a grandparent in your mm. life 
um, same with uncles and aunts, not really there. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was just us four and yeah, we just got on with things. Wow. Nice. Um, and so I wonder what your background with in terms of church and, and your faith uh, or your family's faith mm. was like. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I've been very blessed to have been born into a Christian home. Both my parents were Christians and are, you know, are Christians. <laughs> Let's not kill them <laughs> No, <yet>. no, no. <laughs> um, so, um, yes, but I think... Sorry, parents. <laughs> um, but I think and it, their, uh, their understanding and of um, all sorts of things um, and their faith has grown since coming here. Um, mm. The biggest thing that they found is they weren't getting good teaching where we were in South Africa. Um, they arrived here and um, it's all God's hand because he brought them into a church that explained the Bible, um, taught actually what mm. was in there. Um, and so um, they uh, they grew uh, with that. And as a result, my brother and I, um, you know, we, we got more and more of um, mm. uh, Bible truths as, as we grew up. So I remember Bible studies with dad. He taught us um, to say all the books of the Bible Um memory verses as well we used to do as a family mm. so yeah we you know brought up in a christian home and fortunately um in a in a place where we were well taught as well mm, that's great and yeah as you said god's providence to bring you to a place where you could learn mm. um accurate truths and, and really grow yeah. and so how can you describe for us um whether you accepted those truths quite early on or or what was your response to what mm. you heard so um When I was, uh, well, uh, when you grow up in that environment, you don't question to begin with. Um, you know that there is a God. You know who Jesus is. Um, you have some concept of the fact that um, you're not what you're supposed to be. You're mm. not what you created uh, originally for. Um, there's something missing. And... Um, Jesus is the way back to having a relationship with God. So you've got those early concepts. Um, yeah. So I, I remember at one point, um, it, was, it was some family Bible study that mum and dad was, were saying, oh, you can, you don't have to be in a special place to, to pray. You can pray anywhere. So why don't you go and pray where you want? So I sort of <laughs> went and hid and prayed. And that was just sort of, you know, it's just a very childlike understanding of, of you know, I can access, I can, I can talk to God. Mm. Um, so you don't question it. Yeah. And, and then when you are brought up in a Christian home, uh, the church that you go to hopefully has peers your own age. And so you, you know, everyone is in the same boat as you. And yeah. so you, uh, you, you believe and you learn. Um, And because everyone else is doing that too, you and you have a very uh, you have a very good understanding that what you're being taught and what you believe and what your family believe is very different to your friends at school. Yes, mm. there is a divide, um, not like it's a them and us sort of type thing, but you you know that that you know that it's different, yeah. um, so, and you don't question it. And I think that the questioning only happens um, later on. Uh, mm. as you as you get older and you go hang on a second <laughs> so can you tell us for you specifically how how that happens um i think so you seem to accept these truths quite quite mm. early on as you said as a child would accept what they see around them as, yeah. as true really um 
but was there a time of questioning for you later on? Yeah, so I um, I became a Christian in my early teens. I was about, ooh, probably about 13, 14. I can't really put a date on it, but I know it was on a Sunday evening. <laughs> um, and it was because uh, I had been under a, a, a preaching, um, and it was a little bit of a, a shock to me. Um, he was preaching on judgment and mm-hmm. on heaven and hell. And for the first time, I think those two, the reality of that became, was very strong. It just sort of hit me in the face. And I realized for the first time that I couldn't, uh, there was no guarantee of where I was going. Mm, yeah. Um, and so that night I prayed and I think I stayed up all night <laughs> because I was just terrified, but knew that I needed to have Jesus as my mm. savior. Yeah. So that happened. Um, and, and early in my teens, and it, but but as you as you go on, especially when there isn't a massive change because you're in an environment where you've you've not had a chance really mm. to to properly kick out against anything. <laughs> um, so there isn't a stark contrast to to watch for. Mm. Um, and so the questioning came later in my in my late teens and early twenties, where I suddenly. Um, actually stood back and going do I actually believe that you become very I became quite apathetic mm, because it's day you know it's you know week in week out you're hearing the same stuff nothing's changed no you you kind of expect this bolt of lightning yeah I see what you mean yeah and so you become apathetic um it becomes boring you're not quite sure you're like are mum and dad mad um church is weird mm. you know and so for me that was that's that's when it started um yeah. to be questioned wow and i wonder what um so y- you were saying how you perceived the outside world to be different mm. what was your relationship with kids at school or, or people around you did you have good relationships with them or did you really feel that difference in your behaviors um, yeah i really felt that difference um i knew I knew that my upbringing was different. Um, I, especially, you know, during your teenage times, it was very obvious that I didn't do the stuff that my peers were doing. Mm. Um, and the funny thing is, I didn't really have any desire to. It's yeah. quite <laughs> odd. It's sort of, I was not one of those girls who was, almost I couldn't be bothered it was sort of just it, it didn't didn't really no appear interest. on my radar yeah. I had no interest mm-hmm. and yeah. that in itself is a bit strange I guess but um I was quite happy I was quite happy and content mm-hmm. that I was I just didn't do what other people did and, and that was fine um but I, I was very aware mm-hmm. that how I lived and how I spent my time was different to, to yeah. the girls around me I did have good friendships like good relationships but there was always a stop as to how much you could do with them, I guess. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And so it was very much over there. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm friends with you, but the, mar- the, the line is here. Yeah. And that's where we, where mm. we differ. Um, and I wonder, as you grew older, whether that changed a little bit or maybe you wanted to relate to these people a little bit more and that caused you to rebel, inverted commas, obviously. <laughs> um. Yes, I, I suppose so. I think um, 
I definitely started to, to think that their lives were easier. Mm. Um, mine was more boring. Um, and they were, they seemed to be having a lot more fun. They were just a bit more, um, uh, together. And I, and, and I think I, I thought that they were happier than mm. me alongside that it's not it's not just it wasn't just a outward looking at the world um but i was also very very unhappy at, at church mm, I see. that was the other thing so there was a, a lot of stuff going on i think when you grow up in a church um sometimes uh you can become part of a culture within a church that's not healthy mm. um and um people people think the same way do the same thing and it can become quite toxic mm. um and so i think my apathy my frustration grew within that um you know also i i thought all the christian boys were idiots um, help. no it doesn't help and 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 a bit weird and mm. just not normal um, and so, yeah, I just got more and more uncomfortable, um, and, and more, I think miserable is probably <laughs> yeah. the way to describe it. Um, so it was twofold. It was, it was looking outward at something that I didn't, I, I didn't have, and I thought I wanted. And then also a, a real, uh, yeah, a really unhelpful, uh, culture. And that's nothing, that's not, you know, that's not a reflection on the teaching. It was, it was the people inside that were causing that. Mm, so yes, those two things combined made me very, mm. it made me uh, question, you know, what's the point of this anyway? Mm. Is there, is Jesus really who he says he is? And yeah, so I, I sort of um, grew very cold. I see. Do you think that might be also caused by maybe the church not addressing the culture as much as it could have or yes yes potentially um or not not equipping you to deal with the culture yes i think there was also um there was a a, a lack i think when you when you when i reflect back on it it was also that the the um some people weren't putting into practice what they were hearing mm. really um and so you got um yeah you you kind of had there was quite a lot of inward inward facing stuff and i mean i was fully culpable within that but it it, it i started to feel very very unhappy and uncomfortable within that so yeah i do i, I think there was quite a few things that they could have done but it, it's it's very easy to point fingers no, isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm sure we're all guilty of of doing that and it's easy when you found when you're in the community to look at people who are like you actually mm, and mm. and not really want to go outwards so much and i think that's that's for everyone really that that's yeah. what everyone does yeah yeah okay and uh, i wonder from that point onwards uh what brought you back to church or brought you back to christ really mm. and if there was something in particular it's <laughs> quite it's a little bit of a funny story actually so um i was yeah i was at that at that point i was very unhappy i was uh just um questioning everything um at the same time it was so it was late teens early 20s my dad 
uh, lost his job. Mm. Um, and that was quite a pivotal point for the whole family um, because he was, uh, mum didn't work um, at that point. Um, although she's, you know, she's a qualified teacher. She, she was fine getting work, but it was at that point she didn't. Um, everything was kind of riding on on dad and so he he suffered enormously um from that he he, it really really affected the whole family um so I had obviously my trust and my foundation was in the wrong place because it was on my on the uh, on money Mm -hmm. and um material things and that there was an assumption that that would just be there um and that wouldn't let me down um and then the rug completely got pulled out from (laughs) under my feet um with that so that was a very very good thing Mm. um but that just chucked everything up in the air for me um I questioned everything so you've got this build up of of unhappiness frustration um starting to to question it and then this happens and you're like what what is going on Mm. um and so actually um (laughs) at that point I bumped into a guy who he was a bit weird um he said he was a Christian though but he was um he didn't go to a church Mm, I see yeah and at that point I was in my head I was like well I'm not going to church I'm not going to church I'm not and I'm not claiming to be a Christian at this point but I know that if you are a Christian, you should be connected to a church. So I kind of, I kind of um, was like, well, if you say you're a Christian, you need to go to church, don't you? And so I ended up looking for churches for him. <laughs> um, and that's when I found Cornerstone online and in Kingston. And I was like, okay, that's quite nearby. I mean, the, this person was up the other side of the country so I wasn't I never sort of suggested he go to Cornerstone Kingston um but it was through that that I you know I got to find Cornerstone and I I also knew that I needed to settle the question for myself of is Jesus who he says he is is this based on solid factual evidence can I trust it because at the moment I don't think I can trust anything um and I can't trust anyone um, people let you down. People are always always going to do something to you. Um, so what what do you do? Yeah. Um, and so I was quite determined to find the answer and go right. I just need to you know it's either yes or no, and then I can move on with things. Mm. So um, that's how I that and that and God brought me to that place because I, I think I get to a point where I get irritated and I just need to you know sort something out (laughs) so that's part of my character yeah so I started listening to sermons online at Cornerstone and it was actually Andy Bruins who was preaching (laughs) um and he was uh, preaching a series on um Job Mm -hmm. and suffering and um I was just really affected by them I can't even remember exactly what he was saying but I do remember um God speaking uh, to me through that mm. and so uh I paid attention and at the same time I was also reading quite a lot and so I 
I absolutely love this book. And if anybody is going, well, I really need to know the facts. Um, I can't trust this without facts. I read um, Lee Strobel's The Case for Christ. Mm. And that was super helpful because here was a guy who was uh, quite belligerent and, and sort of, yeah. <laughs> you know, he w- he would he's quite cutthroat and he would go for the juggler and he wouldn't shy away from hard questions. Um, and so I really connected with that and was like, great, someone's actually going to go and lay out all the evidence for me. And so that was quite pivotal for me. And I got to the end of that combined with the preaching online and then actually walking into Cornerstone and um, hearing the preaching uh, through that. Pete was preaching at that point and he just made it so uh, clear and obvious that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Mm. There is nothing else that you can put your trust in. Um, And it was through those series of events that I ended up sitting in Beadlesford going, okay, I do believe this. I am actually a Christian. This is right. This is true. Fantastic. Yeah. It's quite interesting how sometimes, I mean, we need a a time of dissatisfaction, don't we, Mm. to come back and to realize, and that can come in many different ways, I'm sure. But yeah, to come back to God and to realize actually that this is true and this is what mm. is fun- foundational for us. Um, and that's really amazing. And you saw it to, to see that dissatisfaction and, and with your dad's mm. job loss as well and and all, all of that being put into question, really. Yeah. Um, and God bringing you back to him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's amazing. So that's a really interesting way of finding cornerstone for someone else really <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't normally say that but it, yeah, yeah. It, that is how it happens so. um and so obviously this year these couple of years have been a little bit strange for all of us mm. um and i wonder what lessons you've drawn from this year these years sorry um and if um how god has um challenged you or corrected you maybe or, or taught you things yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, this, the past 18 months now, isn't it, has been, yes. yeah, it's been really tricky. Again, I, in a way, the rug has been pulled out from under our feet. Yeah. Um, and we've had, to, you know, we've had to make decisions um, about what we're going to do as a, as a church. And um, we, we had to adapt very, very quickly to how things were going on. So I think, I think for me, um uh god god really put back into focus okay what what is this what are you really all about mm. what are you going to put your trust in what are you going to cling on to now when again the framework and what you know and what you're comfortable with is not there anymore mm. um where else is there to go but back to me and trust me i've got this and that's difficult. I mean, that's hard. That really yeah. pushes people and it pushed me. Um, but once, and, and we have to keep reminding ourselves, we have to keep going back to the Bible. We have to, I mean, this is, this, we, if we believe that this is God's word to us, this is a living word, it's God breathed and it's true, then this is where we go for uh, answers and for encouragement and for um uh, correction and so 
you have to go back there and you have to go to him. And so I think it's just highlighted the fact that he's definitely in control. Although crazy things may happen, you have to trust him. There's nowhere else to trust because <laughs> yes. nothing else is certain. I mean, and we've seen that with um, the pandemic. Things change week on week. Mm. You know, what about the rules that said you can't do this, but you can do this. And now it's, yeah. you know, it's just all over the I've place. Lost track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think it was very, it was very interesting because it, it called into question where, mm. where, where is your trust? Um, yes, yeah, so that's been, that's what's really been, uh, uh, coming up for me. Um, but when you do go, okay, Lord, I am not in control. I'm not even control in control of my own little life, <laughs> let alone what's happening on a global scale. Um, you actually, there's a burden that gets released, isn't it? I mean, you don't have to worry. Yes, you do worry. Everyone worries, but we're told in the Bible not to worry. And so you have to keep going, okay, God's telling me not to worry, to trust him. Okay, Lord, help me get through today. Just very basically, this is, you know, this is what I know I need, I need to figure out. Help me do that. Help me, help me get out of bed. <laughs> um, yes. You know, help me, help me be in the right frame of mind so I can jump on Zoom or I can... I can sit there and concentrate and listen and, and watch the church service that's going on today yeah. and, and, and be an encouragement to others. I think the other thing um, about this whole period has been we, our natural tendency is to look inward and to look at ourselves and to worry about us and to, you know, it's me, 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 me. And what, I'm, what am I going to do now? And... Um, and actually, this has gone, to, to me, this has been very much, okay, well, acknowledging that you're not, you're not at the center and to repent of that, actually. Mm. And, it, you know, it's not, I'm, I'm not standing here saying, oh, yeah, I've done that. It's all good now. Um, but that's been the challenge and how, how we can be an encouragement to others and how we can support others and stop obsessing about ourselves yeah i think that's right yeah it's funny because the day i became a christian someone put it that way um which was you were saying that we need to have a basically we need to put the sun at the center of our universe and not the earth basically yeah and, so, <laughs> and as in uh, as a picture of putting god at the center and um, that really struck me i think that's the only thing i remember from that day from what well, was preached hey, actually hey that's the most important thing <laughs> exactly um yeah i think actually that's a really good thought to end end on and mm. a really good encouragement for all of us to go back to scripture and and listen actively to sermons and and to really mm. try to apply that to our lives and and as you said to put god at the center and, and rely on him as first and the only person who can, who yeah, can and do it's, anything. It's coming to him with the small things. I mean, there's been multiple yeah. occasions um, over this year that, you know, Chris and I have been talking and, and it's like, well, we need to pray about that. Mm. And it's not even, it's not even the big things. Yeah. We need to come to the Lord for the little things as well. And it sounds, you know, it's not, um, we're not belittling uh, God in that way. Um, we need to ask him for all sorts of things, but it's, it's, it's having that childlike reliance on him and, yeah. and talking to him. He wants to know, 
he knows already but he you know it's like a little kid they come running to their parents and show the picture that they've drawn you know <laughs> or look i found this stick you know um the parent knows stick, right? yeah or something like that but it's it's having that re- reliance on him and, and and talking to him and having that relationship along along with reading his word it's, it's yeah mm. it's it's life-changing Great. Well, thank you so much, Bernadette, for sharing your story with us. Um, So that's all for this episode of Sister Stories, everyone. But join us again next time.